Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the PH Nutrition Podcast. My name is Liam. I'm the owner of PH Nutrition and I am delighted to be welcomed by a good friend who has gone from a client into, into a good mate. I think I can call you a good mate if you've slept on my house, like in my spare room. Or so, Elliot Hang on, Simmons. let's not call let's not call it let's not call it a spare room. It was oh, okay, half a room. It was actually yeah, half a room. No, it but back then it was a bed on the floor and I was very grateful for it. The mattress on the floor, so not, it wasn't even a bed. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm very grateful for it, but I don't know if we'd call it a spare room. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, the, the estate agents called it a spare room to get more money out of us. <laughs> uh, but yes, mate, how are you? How, how, how's things? Um, where are you in the world? Because for those that you, I mean, we don't really put this out on YouTube, so you won't be, maybe we'll cut some, some social media stuff out, but your, your backdrop of where you are at the moment in the room is, is fascinating if i'm honest pictures of you and a doll's house so whereabouts in the world are you at the moment mate this is uh, my man cave no no this is my, um, this <laughs> yeah. Is my house. yeah so my man cave is like when I, when times get hard i look at old photos of myself competing and i play with a doll's house no no this is my, uh, my mum's i'm just at the minute good stuff uh, so you've been over here for for a bit of time now and um, well based in the uk um, but a lot of people maybe have followed you with kind of associate you with being over in the, in the middle east in abu dhabi but you've been you've been based over in here in cardiff and and splitting your time between here and there in america but what's on what's on the agenda now mate is it going to be uk based you're back to abu dhabi and going to split your time like what's the going to set up going to be yeah we like to keep people guessing including ourselves and um, everyone always goes like, where the hell are you? And just like, well, it's a secret, isn't it? But no, it's like, we're actually technically homeless. We're, or, or is it homeless? Or what's it called? Like a hobo or something when you travel. No, but Matt, no, so no the, Matt. yeah, no, Matt, that's it. Something like that. But, but no, so yeah, we moved to the UK um, in 2021. And the plan was to be here until the end of our CrossFit careers as, as athletes, CrossFit careers. And like use this as our base to travel out of. And just the way the last few years have transpired, we just realised it's not the place for us. So we're just in the process of moving back to the Middle East and use that as our base. Uh, basically back where we started in 2014, so nearly 10 years ago now. Yeah, nice. Like you say, obviously we, we catch up frequently and sometimes when you do these types of things and moving and, and you have this idea, you moved over here to be able to train together and be closer to obviously like say having a bit more of a base but be closer to coaching and getting more eyes on from a kind of in-person point of view is that correct yeah yeah so our thought process was we've been doing the sport for yeah like at the time it was seven eight years that whole time we've been working full-time fitting training around work priority was work um, and we had some great successes and our thought process was, you know, we moved to the UK. That's our main focus. You sleep more, you have more time to eat, you have more time to recover. Yeah. How can you not get better? Simple. 
in theory How can on you paper. Not get <laughs> yeah, but there is 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 a good point to make. Like environment for me is so important, and I think, like you say, in theory, that you were hoping to improve the environment that you're in, right? But in in terms of what you found, like, is it obviously you learn from everything? Like you learn from this experience and you know, in certain ways. But how, how important for you is like training environment when you're looking to, like you say, when, you, when you're at your level? So the funny thing is, is there was nothing wrong with the training environment at Dragon, uh, even in comparison to Yas. Like, yes, it was different. The difference was our life outside of the gym changed. And, you know, like training was better, nutrition was better, intensity was better, everything was better apart from the fact that there was, I don't want to say no off switch, but we went from living with our best friends the whole time being in Yas, being there as their daughter, our goddaughter grew, coaching four classes a day, interacting with members, you know, doing things outside of the gym that filled our cup up as, you know, as the famous now saying goes, filling your cup up. Um, we went from all of these things to then being in a place where we weren't seen in the same way as what we were seeing in Abu Dhabi in regards to like we were there to be athletes. So we were not treated like athletes, not how we were treated, but like we kind of built that to be what the focus was. And so what you got to realize is you're human first. Like, yeah, you might be an athlete, but you're human first. Yeah. And we actually cut out yeah okay, we, like we 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 still went home we still watched netflix we still went on walks we still did this or whatever but it just wasn't the same like we weren't filling our cup up to the same extent and then even when we started to try and introduce coaching on a saturday or whatever get involved in the community it still wasn't the same because we had grown in yas from just being coaches to being seen as coaches so everyone in the gym didn't put you on a pedestal not that anybody did but don't don't put you on a pedestal that they just treat you because they know you for you mm. and also you've got the other pressures of like well I work full time and it's a privilege to have sponsors and get to do this or whatever whereas yeah. now like my my entire salary is my sponsorship so I better be you know like different pressures but for us I think it's just we weren't we weren't like we didn't have the outlet outside of the gym you know you have a really shitty snap session where, and then you've got to go into four coaching classes like you better snap out of it pretty quick because you've got a job to do whereas you have you're yeah. a full-time athlete you have a pretty shitty snap session you can go home and beat yourself up all evening or like you know be grumpy with your missus or whatever it is and there's there's no outlet you know like we used to coach then we used to go home we used to play with our goddaughter we used to interact with our friends we used to talk about you know Rasha just did in the 7 p.m. class, you know, and just like, you know, and 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 then it turned into like, and also the dynamic in Yas is like we lived very close to other people, like everything was was in within five to ten minutes, you know, like you had your house, yeah. yes, we lived with our friends, but like the gym was five minutes, your next friend was five minutes, the beach was five minutes, you had to physically make the effort here in the UK if you wanted to go see your mates, and after. A full day of training or whatever the last thing you want to do is drive to your mates at like 7 p.m or whatever and that's if yeah. they've got the opportunity for you to go there you know and they're not like you know like we were close with andy our coach but like he's coaching till 8 p.m and then he's got three kids and it's, you know it, it's just it's these things that yeah. i suppose you're not conscious about the impact they have on your life until they've until you've lost them you know yeah, or not or, 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 or you've you know changed them yeah, I, I think I like I can make I can definitely resonate that from a different level, like and maybe this is the more everyday person in terms of like I grew up, I grew up around here in Kent, but I, I moved to London and lived basically since I was came out of uni. I was in London and you build a life there. You know, you build a life you, like you do. You build a life in Yaz and everything that is intertwined into that, you know, it, it becomes your environment, your routine. But when you remove yourself from this and we came back down to Kent, I wasn't in a community in a gym. You know, we did our friends that were around here, they built lives. Like I've been away for 17 years or 16 years. Like you come back down here and you, you try to kind of integrate back into it. And it's one of them where like, say for me, that's why I ask about environment is that I found it really difficult to motivate myself to train. I found it very difficult to switch off from work because 
I was like, I'm not, I haven't got this like other things, external things that are kind of dragging me like, oh, mate, do you want to come to this? Which then switches your mind off of work and training and everything else. And actually, until you remove yourself from that, you don't realize how beneficial it is. But I just think that changing your environment and going into something new as an adult, I think it's so difficult. I really do. Like, I, I, I think it's so challenging. And yeah, I, and, I, and I agree with you. I think that, but I think the main thing to take from it, which we, because we, I say we, I say we as if it was Jamie as well. I was very much the pusher of this, but like, I was so driven by this vision of if I have achieved this, where like, yes, I've been focused and dedicated, but I've had to manage, I've had to micromanage so many things to get to, to the success that I had. Like if I remove all these things I had to manage, you know, I, I was so blinkers on of this, of this vision of what it was going to be like that I didn't actually listen to who we were as people. And so going back to your point mm -hmm. about like, it's hard to change your environment as an adult, it is, but I actually think it's more about before you do so going, well, actually, who am I as a person and what do I value in my life? Like this environment I'm in right now, what fills me up, you know? So if it's interacting and, and the next, I would say the biggest challenge about moving is finding the right people, Yeah. you know, because, that, because that's the tough thing I think is it's like, finding the you have to create relationships from fresh again and you have to get to know people and and, and allow them to get to know who you are and you almost have to go to, through that process and be like that person's not for me or that person is you know and, and I think that's more the challenging thing rather than you know like change in any way is going to be hard there's going to be a transition point but I think actually it's a little bit of a it's like a scouting mission right like you mm. you would mm. you would never I can't really think of an analogy, but like if, if you were going to go set up shop somewhere, normally you'd go ahead and scout to make sure that it was the right place to put your settlement. So it's almost, you know, like if you've not been ahead and you've not dipped your toe in or whatever. And I think what fooled us a little bit was in 2019, we spent three months in the UK when yeah. we were sponsored by WIT and that was our most successful season. But actually the life we had in London in those three months wasn't reality. Like WIT paid for our accommodation for three months. We were one tube stop away from WIT, where which like in London, yeah. is that reality? No. We had like you we had you there every day. We had like frags in London. We had all these other people that like we basically had the same sense but at WIT. Yeah. But that wasn't reality. That wasn't the reality we were moving back to. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's the analogy that I can feel from a, from my experience is when we get a loan player, when you get a loan player from a football club, they come in, they do really, really well. Um, and then when they get signed, you're like, what, what have we signed them? Like they're rubbish or they don't perform to the levels that they did in this short period of time. Because like you say, it becomes your reality. Like the actual day to day is completely different to like this short period mm. of time. Do you, do, like you said, it was your decision to move over here. Mm. Like, do you think that the pressure of making that decision, like, weighed on you at all or anything i think that we were just extreme I, I think two things one it was the wrong time of year to move uh we yeah. moved you, literally just moved to, in, in wales in january no we moved in like january february but it was like just before the open so in terms of the season yeah okay. i think it was maybe like moving and i hadn't anticipated like all of the the box ticking exercises of what the UK has in comparison to the UAE with like house and phone and bills and this and tax and yada, yada, yada. Um, so I hadn't anticipated that. So that was like a stressful period to be going into the season. But second of all, I think we were extremely unlucky with Jay's shoulder. We literally, I think it was a month within moving to Cardiff, her shoulder went and she's out for the season. And straight away, you're like, you've moved to be professional athletes yes okay like I you know I, I back myself as an athlete but Jamie obviously is the more proven ath athlete and straight away she's out for the season and it just gutted me you know like yeah. and I let it it, it it almost impacted me more than it impacted Jamie you know like she's very good at um, accepting what comes and, and, and getting on with life and I'm a little bit better now but at the time that really rocked me and I think just yeah. that kind of set the tone so that happening 
to then not qualifying for the games to then like being in this new environment like you're questioning who you are like whether you know like questioning everything fast forward to the second year everything's feeling good again like jamie's training i'm training then my back goes so our experience yeah our experience of the of the uk has literally been like jamie injured get surgery me injured and then which eventually ends to me ends to me getting surgery Jamie, get, well, like we've spent the season in the Middle East. She's got back to the game. She's enjoying it again, and now she's had surgery again. You know, it's just again. It's it's, 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 it's the way it's the it's the way it goes. And the whole time, like it, it's funny because the whole since January, since I got surgery, I've been like reading and researching and trying to do the whole like you know, there's lessons to be learned in everything, and like see the positives in all this or whatever. But like you know, there's no such thing as hindsight and there are lessons to be learned in everything, whether it's good or bad, but you don't know when you're going to realise those those lessons, you know? Yeah. And, and I think for us, what it is for me is it's trying to grow as a person, no matter the situation. And I said to Jay yesterday when we, when we drove out of Cardiff, because it was funny, six weeks ago we drove out of Cardiff and we said, oh, I wonder if this is the last time we'll ever be in Cardiff and we were like oh like jokingly being like yeah it probably will be like good riddance it's not exactly been kind to us yada 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 at the time we didn't know Jamie needed surgery and we drove out and then obviously two days later we find out Jay needs surgery and we kind of worked out Cardiff was going to be the best place for us to be for the next six weeks or however many weeks (laughs) and and so it was funny because yesterday when we drove away it was a completely different feeling and it's like the universe has a way of being like something's not done with you yet because you've not learned your lesson. And so when we drove away yeah, from yeah. it yesterday, I actually drove away from it a little bit, a little bit sad, but more grateful because I was actually grateful for the lessons that it's taught us. You know, it's like the, the last two years or so experience that we've had are shit. They're, they're terrible, but we're both better people for it, you know, yeah. and I mean, would I like to be sat here saying I've been to the games the last two years? Yes, obviously I would. Would I be questioning going back to the Middle East? I don't know. But that's just the way it's played out, you know? Yeah. You posted something on Instagram the other day about looking for or seeing progress, maybe not looking, looking for progress in any area or other areas. What, What was it you actually posted? What was the actual quote? Do you remember? Seeing progress in all areas or hunting for progress in... In, in any no, way you can or that, any situation that you can that wasn't me was, was it? it not yeah it was you I, I should have done my research and pulled up the instagram oh no I'll find it in a minute maybe sure it was an it was. old one from madrid maybe it was I mean, i've not been there uh, yeah maybe it was an old one oh i'm weird i don't know why like it just it brings up things from like but anyway week, like the other day anyway yeah sorry <laughs> my point was like that's it like the, the, the this last two years has been absolutely horrendous in terms of your you know genuinely like your progress in terms you know where like the the injuries and and everything else and like you know say you had this vision of it you know and obviously being part of it from a nutrition perspective it's so stop start you know what i what is amazing for me because every time i get on a conversation with you like it's oh it's surgery or oh i'm not making progress in certain areas or yes we've got these little win but you stay so positive like you guys like you know it's it's just for me it's an incredible thing that you've that you've been able to like you know jay i, I say you as uh, you and jay jay to get back to the games in that scenario for you to to continually keep pushing and grinding and and be able to kind of keep improving your fitness and, and now like say hopefully we turn the corner mate and we're going to be absolutely flying but i won't give my because i just pulled yeah. your thing up there but yeah, but like, yeah. I, mate, I really, I know we say this a lot, like we turn the corner, but I, I genuinely think, like you say, I think it is this time, but it was an old post because I don't know why I've got your things up here. I don't know where it came mm. up. I think I saved it. So I'll, I'll, I'll hunt that one out. But the the point was, is that like you say, I think that's a really good thing for everyone that's listening in times like for me this year, I've had injury after injury, my knee hurts. I can't do half the classes in CrossFit. I've had a second kid hanging by a thread in terms of certain, you know, months on end. And 
you still got to, you know, talking to you, like when you were thinking about, oh, I've done this, I'm making progress on this and seeing you post. For me, mate, it's something that when I when I follow people online, like there's a lot of crap at the moment, but it's getting spammed on my thing every, every second post, a sponsored post or someone I don't follow. But when I do come across, you know, the, the people that are and actually enjoy their content, like it's so nice to see positive stuff you know happening like things actually happening in in terms of your training and you know like say getting back to Abu Dhabi hopefully mate it's just going to be this 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 forward trajectory so but like I say looking, yeah looking for positives in certain areas mate it's, it's crucial because otherwise what are you going to do you're going to be I can beat yourself up yeah. the whole time and I think I think mate like you know it's obviously it's also different from your perspective because you know what's going on behind the scenes so when you see something positive yeah. like you know what it's taken to to get there but like yeah, I, I yeah. think but I think from from our perspective like it's definitely not it, it's about because obviously there's there's toxic positivity like you can't you can't see everything from a positive light because not everything is positive but then just because it's not positive it it's not negative it's neutral and so it's what you yeah. do with it and for us for us it's like the reason we keep going is because we genuinely believe that we have not we're like we're not done yet like we don't want to be done and at the end of the day like it's it you know it, we don't want it obviously to turn into like a Mike Tyson scenario where you're getting beaten the shit out of every year before you retire but it's like it's one of those things where it's like if you know in your heart and soul that you've got more to give yeah, yeah. in something that you want to give it to then go for it like it's not going to be it's not going to be instantly gratifying in any way shape or form like it's going to be miserable it's going to be a slog but what you've actually got to do is you've almost just got to sit there and you'd be like right do i actually want this you know do i do i want to put myself through this again to try and get there and know that i might fail and for me it's that like because if the answer is no there's no point trying you might as well set your goal somewhere else and try and find something else that you enjoy but like both of us know in our heart and hearts that we just want to go out on our own terms and it doesn't necessarily mean winning the games it just means having a season where you know like we're at a point where we're like I'm happy now and for me now it's not even necessarily about going to the games again like I believe I can go to the games as an individual again I do and I think I will but it's not it's actually not for me now that's not the the be all and end all for me it's actually just being like what I've overcome if I can step back out on a competition floor again and compete, yeah. because that's what's that's what's made me happy happy for so many years. Like I'll just be proud of myself, you know. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to make I make myself proud rather than trying to make someone else proud. Because one day I want to have kids and I want to say like I want to be able to talk about my experience and be like, right, we ain't fucking giving up, you know. Like that is one thing we ain't doing. And that's yeah. that's, that's 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 amazing, mate so yeah that really is that's like like makes me want to go and train listen to that that is it that that's that's in in a nutshell but like you say that there's so much to, to to kind of take away from that that little paragraph there you know and you said about not getting back to the to the games but like you say getting back and having that feeling of being on the competition floor like you say it's that's yeah that that's definitely obviously mate i know that's an achievable goal um, like I say, it's a good first step to kind of get to, and then you know the other things I definitely think will fall into place. But look, we don't know what's going to be happening with CrossFit because you know they're they're doing all sorts of weird and wonderful things at the moment. What, what's your it's take on time. what's happening? Yeah, what's happening? What's your take on what's happening in the CrossFit space? I mean, probably CrossFit Games space as well, um, as well as CrossFit in general. Yeah, I mean it's an odd time at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, it's been. I mean, like I thought earlier in the year that my view towards CrossFit the last couple of years has been because I've not been performing as well. So I was like yeah. not speaking about it to other people because I thought I was being bitter. You know, like I yeah. thought I was thinking like CrossFit's not cool anymore or like, you know, it's not fun to watch, but I thought I was being bitter because Jamie and I weren't there. So I didn't say anything to anyone. But actually yeah. now the more I think about it is it's, it, is it's like, it's a recurring theme in other people and people who have been going to the games, you know, and who have done CrossFit for a long time. And I think, I mean, it's so multifaceted, like we, we couldn't even possibly begin to touch all areas, but uh, of the, of the, of what we could think the issue is, but it's like, it's a different time in the sport and 
the key figures in the sport and what we're pushing are very different to when like even as near as like maybe 16 17 and I think that's the difference like I think the difference is is it used to be like there are still some affiliates that you walk into and CrossFit is exactly the same as it was when we first got into it it's like it feels cool you go in and you're just like this is mint but it's actually harder to find those affiliates now and I think gotta be careful with what I say I've I've had Not a many feeling for this, mate, you don't. <laughs> no well, well you never know we might go viral who knows <laughs> but yeah it, it's hard to put your finger on on one thing but I actually think for the first time since the inception of CrossFit, it might be time to think about CrossFit as a sport and CrossFit as a training methodology as two different things. Yeah. I think it potentially is time to go, this is the CrossFit Games and this is CrossFit. And the reason I say that is because the CrossFit Games is now trying to be a professional sport with professional athletes and how we train for the sport should be and I believe is individualized and specific to competition so what I mean by that is like let's say me for example I've had surgery I'm training again I've got my fitness back because I was always aerobically fit I've got my gymnastic skills but I need to do strength and I need to do strength on strength on strength to get back to be able to compete at that number so I need to specialize in something which means not keep the plate spinning you go to a level one I'm not sure if it's the same same as it used to be but they talk about the spinning plates analogy it's like you've got gymnastics strength metabolic conditioning like the whole point of CrossFit is that you keep the plates spinning you know you're touching all the bases because and you find intensity in each area and that's how you improve your general physical preparedness for life you know functional movement high intensity constantly varied so now when you walk into an affiliate and you want to do the CrossFit methodology, which is the best hour of your day, which is keeping you fit, keeping you healthy, avoiding chronic disease. That's a very different training principle to training for CrossFit as a sport to compete as a professional athlete because that's very specialized. So now people are walking to an affiliate and they're going, well, do I do classes or do I follow hard work pays off? Do I do open gym or do I do this? Oh, the class was just this today and I feel like I need to do all the, like, you used to, whenever you used to go on holiday, you used to go drop into a box. You have an option. Yeah. You either pay or you buy a T-shirt. You do the class. You go hard as fuck and you leave and you have an awesome experience. And now everyone phones yeah. up like, oh, when's your open gym? Because I've got yeah. two hours of, I've got two hours of this to do. And, yeah. and that is the thing for me is it's like the, me- like people can talk about the media all they want. I completely agree. CrossFit getting rid of the media was bad. Um, not allowing media to tell stories, bad, whatever. But, and this is the controversial bit, <laughs> Fronin Fraser, right? Who was better for the sport, but who was better for the brand? Yeah. Fronin loves, he is CrossFit. From its inception to 2016, 17, where we start to see the peak and its decline, whatever, like you've got Fronin as the figurehead, right? And, and, and like, this is not attack of Fraser, I'm just saying. Fraser has brought this new era to the sport. And from the sport perspective, great, unbelievable, fine. But he doesn't love CrossFit. Yeah. You know, and he went on Joe Rogan and he publicly said the level one. And like, he's not come up the same way as the rest of us have. So now you've got this new era of CrossFit who are looking up to Matt Fraser and that new era of the sport. And that's why I think CrossFit separate because there's a disconnect now between the affiliate and the the sport, like the training the methodology and the sport. Yeah, I also think that that's happening from there's, a programming perspective. There's my perspective. rant. No, it's good, <laughs> there's man. There's my it's, rant. It's fantastic. But what it shows, like thrown in, you know, like he loves the sport. It shows because as soon as he couldn't compete as an individual, he's still competing as a bloody team, and he's continued to do that. So like he it's just, just the way like he, trains. he absolutely loves it. Is it like I say it's the way he trains? He just loves it, loves it, and yeah, that's such a that's such an inspirational thing to to kind of observe. Like, so, from, sorry from to me. sorry to interrupt you. Did you used to watch 
the like the crossfit videos and documentaries where like they just rocked up at fronins and they just like follow him for three days Course like they were like in 50 the minute episodes of course you did yeah. yeah or like even in the like the tennessee gym with him easy muhammad dan bailey you know like used to watch that and you'd yeah. be like this is so sick like miko salo's documentary he's in his bloody yeah, shed with his furniture rowing 5k Okay, flip the question, and I know it's a different time. I know it's a different question. Do you watch the YouTube documentaries that these training camps put out now? Not at all. Like, I'll be honest, like, not at all. Like, not for years as well, not just even, like, this year. Different because the market's saturated. I don't want it to sound like like we're, we're like... Yeah, yeah. Obviously, there is that point in terms of, like, say, the amount of things that are doing it. There's, you know it's like anything there becomes less characters it becomes more produced so yeah you get less insight in you know into it it's like if you look at the nfl documentaries if you look at hard knocks like back in the day you'd hear everything you could see everything and nowadays you're literally seeing like a little clip of training camp an interview in a, in a media room and then kind of that's it so you kind of i get that that from a from a digital media point of view but my look, point you in need terms that of because you need that for the sport separation grow. Yes, hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that that's why I don't watch it anymore so much. It's just not as interesting from a separation point no. of view. And like when you watch, uh, you, uh, like for, oh, sorry, carry on. Yeah, from a separation point of view, what's your thoughts on on this in terms of like the programming in an affiliate? Because I'm not a trainer. I'm not a coach. I haven't done my level one, but I've been in doing CrossFit for ten years, so it's probably more. But it's one of them where I walk into a gym now and when I first started and I'd watch the games or anything, I would be like, I'm doing the same thing as these guys. Like I, I I'm like, I can understand what that feels like in a way. <laughs> but now I'm like, well, they're, they're on a lake. They're doing some weird pig thing. They're doing some random thing with this object that I'm never going to be have access to. Or they're doing things that aren't in my gym, okay? And I'm like, cool, I'm watching it. But and then the gymnastics bar, walk along and all of this type of thing, I'm like, it's a cool test of fitness. I agree, they got to they got to vary it. But I just think nowadays, I'm looking at going, this, I, I don't understand that. I, I, I don't, like, like, this is just a random fitness event for me now. This is not the stuff that I'm programmed to do. And I can actually resonate with it to be like, wow, Jesus Christ, I can't believe he did X thing at this weight or X workout at this time. Because I'm like, that blows my mind that he can do that. So then it makes me more motivated to come into class and train because I'm doing a similar thing. Nowadays, I'm like, it's just completely separated. So I'm just like, is it doing it itself anyway? Like you're saying, calling for a separation. It's kind of naturally happening anyway. Like, And I don't know about you, but you talk to talk to. 200 members in a gym how many people know what the games is and know have actually watched it in their in their lifetime so low nowadays do you agree yeah yeah and i mean like that and 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 that's that's such a valid point it's like and this is again why i think excuse me that it needs to they need to think about separating it because They've yeah, like you said, they've separated it to a degree with the programming without actually separating it. They're not really thinking about the implications that it has on the affiliate. And mm. yeah, you know, like the games have always tested things that you can't test in the gym, yeah, and I think I that is that. good. But it, but if they're making it completely unrelatable, or they're making it like, but even from an athlete perspective, like the athletes don't really like the way they're going. Like it feels a little bit more circusy and more like doing yeah. things for the sake of exactly. doing it now as opposed as opposed to testing fitness like we've always known the unknown and the unknowable um, element to it and that's fine like do the random thing here and there but at the end of the day like if you want to find the best rounded athlete you just need to test that you, you need to create the most well-rounded test you know that doesn't bias anybody because you're trying to catch them out doing something you know like yeah. um but to your point with like the separation of the uh, of of the affiliate it's it's like every year since 2018 they've changed the season structure mm-hmm. so like if if you can't follow along with it and you don't know what the devil's going on 
then like it makes it less relatable anyway like i I don't know why, and I, and I actually can't put a finger on this, but this is like something that you can relate to as well, probably, is like, how different does the Open feel now than what the Open felt like in 2014, 15, 16, 17? Like, how good was the Open back in the days? Whereas now, the Open, it's like, yeah. Whereas now the athletes don't really care about the open because it's a stepping stone to the quarters, like they're going to qualify. So there's no like real emphasis on it from their point. The members don't want to pay however many dollars it is because it's like, well, I'm not going to do quarterfinals. So, you know, like it's just, it's just a weird vibe now. Whereas like the open used to be unbelievable. And I'm sure in some gyms it still is, but it's just not the same now. It is, it is. No, I know. I completely agree, mate. And I don't want to. I don't want it to come and then across that feeds like to the rest of the season. Cynical people that like, oh, like don't cross it for no, so long. No, not like it used to be. No, so mate, look, like the way I see it, look, I, I was lucky enough to go to Krypton with Jay before the games. I've been lucky enough to train in motion in and out this year because of like getting treatment in London and stuff like that, and 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 being in Dragon CrossFit still exists the way that we know it. But the people get, but people, the people getting into CrossFit now aren't getting into it for the same reasons that they used to, and and I think that's just because maybe the message isn't being pushed about why CrossFit is so good, what's special about CrossFit, what is different about CrossFit, because now what they're pushing the most is the games, the athletes, the this story, the that story, and like, you know, like. I got I, I got into CrossFit because I quit rugby. I wanted the outlet. Body, body, bodybuilding wasn't doing it to me. I walked into an affiliate and it was just like nothing I've ever seen before, you know, and it was like amazing, you know, and then I went on my level one and at the time that changed my life. Like I was listening to what these guys were saying and I was like, oh my God, like this message is going to change people's lives. Like, and I was fully invested, whereas now it's almost like, I mean, I, I, I don't know, like I've, to be fair, I can't comment on the, on the level one now or, or people that have done it because I've not spoken to anybody in a long time that's done it recently. But it's like, I don't know that people are doing it for the same reasons as what they used to, you know, yeah. and I don't know why. And I don't know why that is. But CrossFit at its core still exists. It's just there's a disconnect. So, it's just there's a disconnect somewhere. Like Krypton, Motion, Dragon, like they, you still go there and you're like, oh yeah, CrossFit yeah, this is what it's this about. Is, yeah. This is what it's about. And the members yeah. who invested, the cl- I'm, I'm sure you can speak, maybe your box is the same, I've not been, but. Yeah, you know, the guys down here, like, they are, like, they're proper CrossFitters, been in it, like, long time. And, you know, that comes down to, like, say the owners, the coaching, like, it doesn't come down from, you know, say, like, the, the organisation. Like, you get these little pockets of people all over the world that are still, doing an incredible job and providing that say that crossfit experience it is still it is still it's still there like you say i just think to want your opinion like say where it's going but that comes from like you know from a business perspective i'm looking at it going well you know there's so so much change from a personnel perspective over the last few years like it's really challenging to get any kind of consistency regardless of what it business it is and you know that so for me that's obviously it's going to be an issue can I ask you a question? How am I going to phrase this? Because you're obviously a business owner and you're trying to you're trying to grow your business, but also stay true to your values, your culture, your beliefs, and stuff like that. Can it be a byproduct of? Hang on, I actually wrote it down the other day, so I make sure that I don't mess the so I don't mess the the question up. Oh no, where did I write it? Ah, oh, here we go. So I used to believe that, or, or I believe maybe at the minute. Now, the main priority for a lot of brands, people, CrossFit itself, is that they're putting business first. Why can't business be the byproduct of your culture and values, basically? And do, and do you believe that's the problem? Do you believe that brands are putting business in front of, so like, let's take CrossFit, for example. Are they putting, building the business and the brand side of the, the, the brand side of things ahead of what got them to the point that they're at right now like since glassman left yeah. for example because glassman he wouldn't like say what you will about him but like he would have never done a deal with monster he'd have never done a deal with thorn 
and they've never done these things. Yes, I know they bring money into the sport or whatever, but like, have they compromised what their culture and beliefs were? You know, yeah, and I, so do you do you believe like, yeah, do you believe that's the problem? Sorry, I, I do, I do, buddy. In short, I do believe that that's a, a big player. I do believe that to be a very successful business, you do need to put those things at the the heart of what you're doing, like your values as a company, your like your your things that you adhere to from a coaching, a staffing point of view, from a members or client point of view. Like you have to have values that you work on. Otherwise you'll just lose sight of what's actually important to you and what's made you get to a point you know, in, in, in your journey that's that you've been successful. If you just lose sight of that and then jump on like like I say, like just signing any brand deal and partnering with this or, or like say purely disregarding like community and coaching and the product itself to focus on purely like say just running a, a profitable business or a business. I I think that there's you you're gonna get found out because as CrossFit has been showing, like there's, there's always, there's people have issues with it at every level, whether it's a membership point of view, coaches point of view, athlete point of view. So but, that's where there's real holes in it. For, so for me, like you can do it. You just, you, you've just got to have these values. And I think that's where, like you said, there's been a real drift from. But do you think back in the, do you think back in the day they would have compromised on their values to please people like they do now? No, no chance. And that's the thing, right, is like, and this is the thing for me, it's like when you've grown as a company and people love you because of what your values are and the fact that you're like consistent across the board, when a value changes, the values that your whole following are aligned with then go, well, hang on a minute, that doesn't seem very CrossFit, you know, that doesn't seem very this. And then you create this like, oh my God. So you lose some of those like, loyal followers and like yeah you might gain some new ones but now you've got this like there's like camps within the camp that like have disagree like opposite you know opposite opinions and stuff like that and i think that definitely we've gone off on a massive we've gone off on a massive crossfit tangent here we have we have gone down the crossfit hole i didn't expect it to go for this long but it's a very interesting point (laughs) because it's gone into business chat now value no so bring it back in yeah, I'm not saying that you shouldn't change your values. Like you say, if CrossFit, you know, in the start, they can't just disregard any growth or any kind of progression by saying, no, this is the only thing that we do and we have to stick with these values. That's not progressive. Like that's not going to allow the brand to grow. But you, what you do need to do is ensure that everything always sits back to your values and they can evolve. Like, But it has to be within certain parameters. I think, yeah, I think I think evolve is the key word, right? They need yeah. to evolve, not change. Definitely, and I think there's been way too much change in CrossFit. That's what I've seen, like from from every every level. So it's close, disappointing because close, we love it. Close, close the book. book. It, it, exactly, <laughs> close the book. Coaching, right? Let's talk about this, um, yeah. mate. One one question, quick. Right. Like say, I close the book. But yeah, one yeah. question, I'll, I'll I do, keep it quick now. One no, one question, I do want to ask yourself regarding coaching because uh, people that follow you obviously know that especially when you're in, um, in the middle east you balance uh, training and being an athlete going to the games and com- and competing with doing serious amount of hours coaching nowadays you don't do that but you're now coaching and and creating a, an online business through qhp how do you find coaching online and the the, the challenges between that and actually running an in-person or like coaching face-to-face like what, what what's been the, the hardest things in terms of in terms of doing that and potentially where do people go wrong when they kind of make this this transition i hate it no. online i don't know hates a strong word i love coaching in person yeah i also but then on the flip side, what I do enjoy the most about the online programming is the individual stuff. Like the reason we don't do a CrossFit competitors program is because we have the belief, Anthony and I, that the individual model is if you want to be a top level competitor, 
or, or, or a level competitor, the individual model is a better way to go. And the reason being is because you do need specificity to be a, to be an athlete in a sport. Like, yes, like, could you go and compete at a certain level doing generic programs? Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's, it's proven there are people that still do it. That's, but to a certain degree, you need that specificity to you as an individual, if you're going to, you know, compete at a high level, because you're going to have strengths and weaknesses that you need to work on. And so if you compare coaching online to coaching in person, like I love having the interaction with the people. And that's why I love the class is you have 16 people from 16 different in Abu Dhabi, 16 different countries, 16 different jobs. And like it was all it was hectic, but it was awesome, you know, and I, and I loved it. And you see and yes, there is an element of instant gratification, you know, like you see the results of of like little coaching cues there and then or whatever. And you like see the fact that you're helping people. The problem with online is that you've you've got people who follow your program, love your program and you wouldn't have a bloody clue. You know, you reach out to them. And you get nothing back. And, you know, that's absolutely fine. Look, if I'm giving you a program and you're enjoying it and you're doing it, that's fine. But, like, I just miss that interaction. Like, I love it when we send a message out to the group and you have people reply. But it's always the same people. You know, it's like I want to hear from all of you. So so this is one of the things we're trying to navigate at the minute is how we make we we get that community feel like. Like, honestly, like I, I, I don't care how few or how many people that we get on the program. I would love to just be able to speak to everybody that's on there. Honestly, um, mate, my, uh, there obviously are people that have done this. And when I say this, I mean, create an online community. But I genuinely think it's one of the hardest things in business to do. Yeah. Whether that's nutrition, whether that's whatever business mentoring whether that's training i think it's so hard to do it i think the way that you you know the only way you can do it i was very lucky to to come up to the qhp uh, noble event and seeing people that are on the program and actually like say physically seeing them shaking their hand Mm. saying hello watching them move interacting with them like like for me that's the only way that potentially there could be you could grow it but then obviously then you're you're you're, you know you're limited by location yeah so one of the things to get people to come yeah so one of the things that we're just about to launch i don't know if you saw is the daily 30 and jamie's heading yeah and jamie's heading that up and our idea with that is less about it is more towards the just like we just want to try and get people moving every day you know so it's a pro it it could be a standalone loan program you know like let's say you know you don't you want to prioritize fitness but not to the point where you know like you go into classes or you spend in hours or whatever like it could be just your thing of like this is how i'm going to get my 30 minutes of fitness in and, and crossfit is very much at its core in terms of like our you know the way we look at training but it's not crossfit at all you know it's like real simple any anyone could do it it's for anyone not everyone kind of like the crossfit methodology but the way we see building the community there is we're actually going to do live sessions so a couple of times a week we're actually going to do live maybe just to start with on youtube but then later down the line on zoom like live sessions with that community so that it's like a class so it's so we have that interaction and obviously not everyone's going to show up and not everyone's going to talk to you but just like so we can get moving with people you know like yeah. even think, if that means sometimes we have to, to do it. yeah and, yeah, and so you can definitely, i mean definitely way. yeah and you can't do that with cl- a classic program or you can't do that with the affiliate no. program whatever like you can offer monthly zoom calls where you talk to everybody or whatever but like at the end of the day, not everyone's going to want to jump on a call to hear you talk about the next block or to ask you questions or whatever. But, no. but, but like, nowadays, the, mate, no one wants to get on them. Everyone was on now. No. Like, it's so challenging to do these types of things. Yeah. Like you say, you've got to think in a way of to, to, to people are so time poor and how to create a community. I think, I think that is really good. It's a very accessible, you know, and, and like say, getting people that can join and, and follow that something. It, it's, it's a, it's, I think that could be a really powerful thing, mate. 
I'm really looking forward yeah, to uh, that. It, that it, it's, it's something for, for a while, the last six months, that I've been thinking about how we can do it. And actually, the most challenging thing has been selecting the target audience from a perspective of the, the content of the programmers. We love, like, we love CrossFit, but we know that CrossFit won't appeal to everyone, so it's not CrossFit. But then we also know that if we make it too, like, boot campy kind of hit class, like, that's not our methodology. So it's it's a blend between the two. So if you've got experience in CrossFit, you'll do it and you'll still find it hard. But if you haven't got experience in CrossFit, you'll be able to do it and you can still find it hard. So that's yeah. the hard. It, it, it's more it's more just the target market is for 30 minutes a day. You know, improve your mental health because you're moving every day. Improve your 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 fitness, improve your wellness, because we're going to share like weekly tasks, like prompts, such as like journaling or meditation or whatever, stuff like that. And then as well, we're going to do weekly. We've, we've partnered, which we're going to announce tomorrow. We've partnered with a brand where we're going to do weekly kind of like uh, restorative yoga slash mobility flows, which is going to be really cool. Nice. Very good to me. That's nice. Bit, bit, bit more time on social media for it then. Being on the lives and and everything else, yeah. <laughs> this is hard, my, isn't it? My, what, what, my, what's your, what's your, how you, how is your relationship with social media at the moment? Because I had this conversation with someone earlier on, and I was like, I know it's obviously a money making thing because they want you to pay ads, but I was like, every second post now is either a sponsored ad or pushing content that I don't follow. Like I very, very rarely see the content that. Mm of people that I actually follow unless I go on stories and mm. I genuinely like that's the only place I can actually see what what's going on yeah. so like for me like say so social media now is like unless you're using paid ads or unless you've got a huge network that share that post like Instagram or wherever wherever you're on you're just, just like <laughs> you ain't paying us any money like no one's sharing yeah. this like it's get, it doesn't get pushed to anybody now, so like it's, it's tough. Well, this is a this is a funny thing. So actually, my my relationship with social media since moving to the UK is, or, or like, kind of just before that has been so up and down, because like you know we used to talk about how I'd put a post like we'd do posts about nutrition to try and help you follow it and it'd get like 200 likes you'd put a post being like oh sweaty day today with me with my top off or whatever and it'd get like thou and you're like what the devil like yeah, good looking you know, human you, though you've so, got to take this you've got to take you you've got to take the superficialness away from it but now what i actually am seeing which is interesting is it is a business tool and it is a great tool to use for that purpose if you know how to do it we won't get into the we won't get into the hole, but the problem with that is is if you've got a good marketing team, they can sell a shit product. They can make a shit product look good, but we won't we won't get into that. Actually, what I've noticed recently with some of the posts that I've done is I think we're all sick of the bullshit of social media. And what I mean by that is anything that looks like it's remotely staged or remotely not real we're not buying into it. So like, just as an example, like for a while, reels were getting pushed, right? And so like, you'd put a montage of like you training, like you'd go from your muscle ups to your snatches and you'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool. It goes with the music or whatever. Now you do that in a training scenario, in a non-crossfit, in a non-competition scenario, it doesn't have the same effect. But what does is having a shit angle of you doing a back squat and a shit angle of you doing this because it's genuinely what you've recorded, yeah. you know? And I think actually that's pretty, that's pretty cool because we're going full yeah. circle. Like if you remember back like 2015, 16, when we first started, like looks like it's been phoned on a potato, you like all <laughs> pixelated doing, doing a snatch or whatever. Like we've gone full circle. Cause now we're actually like, Oh shit, this is actually what they're doing. You know, as opposed to I've made this real and, one minute I'm on an assault bike and one minute I'm outside. And it's like, you didn't do that fucking workout, you melon. Like, yeah. what's going on? You know? <laughs> Which is a good thing for me because my video skills are horrendous. Oh, and it's a great I'm thing for me in too, though. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's the thing. Like, I would much rather, like, I don't like being on my phone while I'm training. So if people actually like to see, oh, well, that's genuine. And I just put a shit angle of, of me up and I just have to post it later being like, oh, split jerks on today. 
mate, that's great because I just have to be real. I hate not being real. And that I think has almost been my problem with social media is like, I get pissed off when I'm genuine and people don't like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause like, yeah. but from the perspective is from the perspective that I've seen other people play the game and get loads of engagement and likes and followers. And I'm like, you motherfucker, you know, a hundred percent. That's why I like stories. That's where I spend my time because it's real. Most, most of it, most of it yeah. is, is kind of like say real kind of content, yeah. unedited stuff. I, I actually thought about making yeah, my is, bio. Is, is I actually thought about making my bio, keep it real. But then I realized that's what Ali G used to say. And I was like, I can't do that. It was like, like keep it real. Like, boy, I can get, you know? <laughs> Why is that absolute weapon putting that in his bio? <laughs> but yeah, it, you're right, though. It, it's, it does go full circle. And, you know, it's it can be a very, for a business owner, you know, talking to you as a business owner. It's I wouldn't, it I wouldn't call me a business area. owner. Yeah. All right. Well, well then, what, what should we call you? Oh, I don't know. Nomad. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That that lad with okay, his weird. I'm going to call house. you a business owner because you own a business. Yeah, yeah. It's a challenging thing. Social media. It's it's a it's a blessing and a curse. It's one of them where it's just it's got to be done. Yeah, and I think sometimes we can overthink it. Um, but that's why I'm saying like doing the live for 30 minutes. I think it's like you say, it's a powerful thing because I think that is an, an area going back full circle is to help build community. And mm. in essence everything that i've even to go full circle back to what we first spoke about everything for me is is community is is feeling like you're part of something you want to be involved in something and you're you know you're seeing progress but you're doing it with other people or in an not even with other people you do by yourself but in an environment with a company that you buy into their values and like i think sometimes like a lot of people can get disconnected with that to talk about when people go into a crossfit gym and go where's open gym and actually, like, mate, doesn't matter if you're going to miss one session. Like, you're not going to the games. Get involved. Do you know what I mean? Like, get a bit sweaty. Support or your even if, gym. Or pay e- them the money. Or e- yeah, or even if you are going to the games, if you miss one session or you do your boxes session, mate, you're still probably going to go to the games. Like, fucking chill out. Go to the games. Yeah, exactly. So I think, like, doing these little elements, by the is, is a very sensible thing. Do you remember years ago when we used to speak about Stephen Peter's book, The Chimp Paradox? And like, I was just, it just made me think then it's like one of the key tenets that he talks about, about like, you know, your, your chimp and a chimp, you know, like how it operates is its sense of belonging, its sense of security from its environment. And that's exactly what it is. Like we're primitive beings, you know, we all just long for security and and a sense of belonging hundred percent mate a hundred percent and for me anyone that's listening to this like that is i i think that's going to help your progress in any area more than like say the actual you know i don't know the details of the program or whatever but like i think that that if you can get something that you're really bought into i i think it's amazing but i think companies and brands and people that are doing that in terms of trying to create that especially online it's a bloody challenging thing Mm. Fair play to you because I think it's really great. We've tried to create a community online, and it's challenging because people don't want to interact. But yeah. like you say, if you can, if you can figure out a way to get say people to feel part of something, yeah, it's pretty, pretty uh, special. Uh, and at the end of the day, mate, it's it's exactly the same as physio. How many people? Have, and and I don't, I'm not going to spend too long on this, right? But it's like, how many people have you met that one person loves? a sports masseuse or a physio one person hates it one person loves Cairo one person hates it like it's actually not the product itself it's the way the product makes you feel and at the end of the day whatever you buy whatever you buy into is going to work for you because it's the same thing inherently but the only difference is how you buy into it it's the psychology of it not the physiology of it and that's the same when it comes to trade same when it comes to training same when it comes to nutrition i mean this yeah you know what you buy into yeah 100 yeah definitely mate what i know you i know you're a big reader what what's on your kindle i know you don't have a kindle because you probably like the the, you know the actual book what's what's on your shelf at the moment it's funny you say that i bought a kindle for the time that we were uh, traveling because i literally was getting tired of fucking lugging books around and being like that's exactly it i'm a big kindle fan and no one is on board with me 
for this. No, so I love real books, but what I've come to to what I've come to realize is like if you're traveling all the time and you're buying books everywhere you go and your suitcase ends up being 20 kilos over because you got like 10 books in there. So like what I try and do is I try and buy the hardcover books for ones that I know one day I'm going to want in my bookshelf, in my library that I'm going to want to look. And what I do on my Kindle is I buy like Jack Reacher or, you know, like those sorts of books that I'm not really bothered if I've got the hard copy, you know. Um, you need to get, you need, you need to accelerate that so you can have a better backdrop when we do videos instead of the doll's <laughs> house and a nice library. <laughs> cause I can't, that's the problem. Phone. I can't, I can't get this cause I could just, I'll just put my Kindle here. Yeah. like it doesn't have the same effect as a big bookcase floating um yeah. but no at the minute i am reading i just finished the latest thursday murder club don't know if you're into richard oh, osmond yeah, thursday murder yeah, club. they're awesome the yeah yeah they're awesome so i just finished that but i made the mistake of buying the diary of a ceo one on my kindle last night and i read the first chapter and then i couldn't sleep because i was thinking about things so then i had my remarkable out and i was writing notes for an hour so note to self do not read stuff like that before you go to bed that's what my missus is always trying to tell me she's like you need to read fiction or bed 100 percent bed and but, but not jack reacher because jack reacher gets you fired up too yeah i know i've read a few of them and I, but the problem is in me and this is really boring but like i need like stuff like i'm tired at that time and I don't need like loads of different characters. I just need like that's why I like quite like autobiographies. Do you know what I love reading before bed? I love reading, or I did, and I want to find more like it. Is Stephen Fry did a load of like the Greek mythology ones, so he's got like Mythos and and Troy and stuff, and it's stuff that it's like it doesn't matter if you fall asleep. You know, like it's a good story, but it doesn't matter. Like it kind of like just soft softens you down a little bit. I need to look into them because I, I love yeah. Stephen Fry, but yeah, I haven't actually read any of them. So mm. good shout, mate. Good yeah. shout. Fantastic. Mate, I, well, honestly, like this has been well overdue, but also I didn't like say want it to be like, well, I wanted it to be more conversational, which I think it has been. There's mm. definitely been some rabbit holes and this one, you know, this is your debut on the podcast. I don't think it will be your, you know, your final appearance on it. I mm. think there's lots to, to unpack in certain areas. I'm really excited about, you know, you going back over to Abu Dhabi, mate, and getting some consistency. And Mate, hopefully, this, like, say, this white face is looking forward to getting back. Look how pale I am. Like, what is You're actually about? more pale than me. I'm actually more I, tan than you. No, which is, you've, got you a, actually, uh, you've got one of those little circular fucking uh, lights in front of you, don't you? I have not. I swear. I swear I have not. It's literally <laughs> just my laptop. I am, I've got you, the, the you've got Bell's, You've got Bell's makeup uh, light on you. I've got all the makeup back here, you know. Just a little touch up with the foundation beforehand. Mm. I've got a cloudy sky in front of me. <laughs> well, you've been hibernating in Wales for the last Oh, here you go, years. look. I'm tan now. I'm on the light. There you go. Now, I have got a nice little setup in my 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 missus's dressing table slash my desk, which is yeah. which is the where I work out of now. But yeah, mate, thank you, thank you so much. So so good, so good to catch up, guys. If you if you really enjoyed this podcast, please share it, share it with your mates, share it with your family. Let us know if there's anything that. You want us to cover in the future, but also um, Elliot will be back on the show. To talk nutrition. In the future. Yeah, yeah, we will do. We will talk. We will talk nutrition because this is a nutrition podcast. Um, so we should probably actually haven't have spoken once about nutrition on this podcast. So I think that would be a next have... topic. <laughs> what you should do is just in case that something like this happens, you should have like either as an intro or an outro, like five quick answer nutrition questions, like what's your go-to snack, what's your breakfast, yeah. and then at least at least we spoke about nutrition. I'll just put it in the podcast. This is not a nutrition podcast episode. (laughs) If you're looking for nutrition, this is not the one. Yeah. 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 If you want a few rants and rabbit holes, then this is the one you want to go to. But look, thank you so much. If you got this far, wow, well done. You want Elliot on the podcast. Again, if you want to ask him anything else in the future, want to check out his stuff, go to, to... instagram search qhp uh, which is uh, the online programming and yeah we'll catch you on the next episode thank you so much for listening and for your support see you hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.